0: Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Jo, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly. And it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. And welcome back to another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. So I'm sitting here on a Saturday night trying to think of these topics for recording for you guys today, and I did these Instagram Lives on my stories the other day, and I had a couple questions come through, so I'm starting this new Instagram Live series. I don't know if it's going to take off or not, so if you're listening to this and I'm not doing it anymore, don't be surprised, but basically what I was doing was... And ask Sandra every Thursday 1pm Pacific and you can drop in your questions about sex and money because as you know, if you uh, have been watching me on social media, I have a new course coming up this fall 2022 called sex and money and it's going to be talking about all things relationships, money, sex, intimacy, and how they're all connected. And I cannot wait for this course because in my private client coaching, which I've been doing for the majority of the year so far, almost every single couple that I've worked with has discussed that one of the biggest takeaways for them was an improvement in their romantic and intimate life as a result of having better understanding and control and security over their finances. So a little light bulb went on and I was like, oh my God, I need to create a course on this because there are so many people out there that are struggling with the same issues because we look at finances and we go okay, finances stress us out, we're not making ends meet, or we know that we can do better, we're not having good conversations within our marriage or within our relationship with money. So it has a flow on effect into other areas of our life. And as a financial coach, I've primarily only focused on the financial side. But we also look at planning into the future and getting, you know, getting more security and preventing overwhelm, preparing ourselves for not taking on unnecessary risk in our finances. And as a result of that and creating that plan and structure, it has a massive effect on our relationships and our intimacy with our partner, because all of a sudden we're removing that Insecurity around money, we're removing that sense of pressure or overwhelm because we're not speaking to our partner, or we're starting to have better conversations within our marriage. We're not hiding and suppressing our feelings, and the flow-on effect is that it it improves our sex life and our romantic life. So this is the premise of my new course that's coming up in October 2022. The date for release hasn't been uh, set yet but you can keep tabs on it on my social media at sandra.m.jo, or on my website sandrajoe.com forward slash links. And all the information will be in that link drop-down box. So how does this relate to what we're talking to today? I have a lot of single friends, even given my age, 35, I find that more and more people are going through this period of breakups and restarting people that are either meeting in their twenties, they've been together for five to seven years. And then in their thirties, they realize that they're just a totally different person now. And one of the concepts that has come up more and more is when should people be starting to talk about money in a new relationship and how should money be handled in a new relationship? So I personally love this topic. I think it is so interesting and everybody has a different opinion about this. So I'm just going to say it's okay to disagree uh, with what I'm talking about. And with what I'm saying, I have a more traditional mindset when it comes to handling finances and relationships. I believe that chivalry is not dead. However, I do believe in doing our part to make our partner feel appreciated and feel comfortable and, and ultimately feel that sense of gratitude, no matter who is paying for the bill, no matter who is earning more money, no matter what the financial history or background is. So let's dive into this juicy topic. So let's start talking about firstly, a first date or the first month or two of dating somebody new and this never ending debate of who should pay the bill. I love to hear people's opinions on this and please feel free to share your opinions with me and tag me if you do share this on your social media. So I would love to hear what you think about this topic. But when it comes to paying for the first date, men and not all men, but often men will feel that it is their obligation or responsibility to pay for the bill. And more often than not, they are happy to do so. And it's the gesture of reaching for the wallet that a woman makes or doesn't assume that he's going to pay because not every man wants to pay for the first bill. And especially if the date is not going well, not to say that there's pressure for, you know, a woman to make the date go well in order to not pay the bill. But traditionally, men prefer to pay for the first date. However, they want to see that the woman actually notices and feels like there's, you know, this sense of, offer of like actually reaching for their wallet or saying, Hey, do you want to split this? Or can I pay half or something like that? And it might sound a little awkward for the woman. I know for myself personally, I always feel a little bit awkward, but I always do it because I know that it's important to show that you don't have an expectation for the person to pay the bill. Even just the gesture of offering. If you know that they deep down want to pay the bill and you're gonna let them pay the bill, that's totally fine. But reaching for the wallet and simply making that gesture of offerance. I don't know if that's a word or not, (laughs) but offering, uh, is, goes a long, long way. And I've spoken to men at length about this. When a woman sits there with her hands crossed at the table, doesn't reach for the bill, doesn't reach for their wallet, doesn't offer, doesn't say anything like, Oh, you don't have to get that. We can split that. Or can I pay you half? This is a first date. You know, there's no expectation to pay whatever it is that you want to say or do It's the gesture of not feeling like it's their obligation. Then another really simple point, which has been brought up to me before by my male friends, is being very cognizant of saying thank you. Thank you goes such a long way and so many people don't do it. If somebody pays the bill, whether it's your mom, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your partner, your friend showing genuine gratitude and appreciation is really the most important thing you can do in this moment because if you haven't listened to my podcast episode on generosity it becomes a feeling of feeling taken advantage of now whether this is in your friend circle whether this is in the date in your dating history if somebody is consistently forking out for you and it, it can be because they make significantly more money than you. They've told you that they want to treat you. It doesn't mean that you don't need to say thank you anymore. And I think that our generation has a laziness about them that we are we don't show genuine appreciation as much as we should when people do things that are nice for us or especially when they're doing things regularly for us. So, just being mindful that you're really going out of your way and making it obvious that if somebody is picking up the bill that you're showing genuine appreciation. So, that's the first step. Now, should somebody be obligated to pay the bill on the first date? Absolutely not. It is everybody's responsibility to speak up in that moment and to say, "Hey, do you want me to pay half?" And the answer, regardless of what the answer is, is correct because it is how that person feels. If they say, yes, let's split the bill or I'll get this one. You get the next one. If they say I'll get this one and you get the next one, it is absolutely your responsibility to remember that the next one is on you. When people say that they don't necessarily mean it, but it's the gesture of saying, Hey, you know what? You got the last one. Let me get this one especially if it's something like a you know the next the next time you guys meet up you go for breakfast or you go for coffee and everybody's earning capacity is going to be different but let's say you know I'm going to again I'm going to go into traditional heterosexual relationships for for an example here just cuz it's easier to explain but let's say the man is earning more than the woman and pays for the first date and it's a nice fancy dinner out And then the next time they catch up, they go for a walk and they grab coffees and maybe a Danish or a muffin or something. And this would be a perfect opportunity for the woman to be like, no, you know what? Let me grab coffees and our croissants. Because it's not about the dollar value. It's about the thought that counts. It's about the fact that you remembered that he said, I'll get this one. You get the next one. And it's also a sign of, you know, an endearing sign of saying like, Hey, I want to see you again you know so i i personally like it when people say that it's like hey i'll get this one you get the next one um but that's just me i i might be a little old school in that sense so that's first date or you know early on dating it doesn't need to be tit for tat it doesn't need to be dollar for dollar or you know somebody pays for the dinners all the time the other person pays for lunches or coffees as long as it feels reciprocated and appreciated that you're not just taking advantage of the other person or that the, or if you're the giver in this situation, that you don't start to resent paying for the bill. Because if you start resenting it, that's when financial friction starts to arise in the early stages of a relationship. So that's step one, early stages of dating. Now let's talk about step two. Step two is when should you be discussing your finances in a new relationship? And personally, I think early and often is the key to success here. Now, not everybody feels comfortable talking about their financial position. So, hear me out because these I'm going to give you a couple examples. Again, I'm going to use examples of a traditional relationship where a man is earning more than a woman and they don't have the same spending capacity that each other has. So, in this scenario, let's say the man wants to do all these fun activities. He wants to go skydiving. He wants to go away for a weekend and go to a winery. He wants to go and try some new activity, go out on a boat for a day or something like that, you know, eating at fancy restaurants. And the woman, let's say she's living month by month. Sometimes she doesn't know if she's going to be able to make her rent payments or her bills, or she's, flooded with expenses based on wedding season and dresses and outfits and all sorts of stuff. And the financial pressure starts to stress her out because she's like, Oh my God, you know, I want to, I want to do these things with my new partner. I want to feel excited about doing this stuff, but I also feel guilty that I can't contribute to these types of activities. This is where it becomes really important to start communicating what your financial capacity is at the early stages of your dating journey, because everybody is going to have a different background. You don't know if somebody had a huge inheritance and they have tons of cash in the bank and they are excited and more than generous and want to treat you to these different kinds of activities. They have a well-paying job that they can afford to take you out and do all of these fun things during the summer or go to nice restaurants if that's what they value. But it's important to communicate your financial place and your financial history so that you're not overextending yourself in the dating phase and then starting to feel like you can't keep up or that you're spending beyond your means by virtue of feeling shame that you're not further ahead. So let that sink in for a second. When we struggle to communicate our financial position, it's because one of two reasons. And this is when it comes to new relationships, friendships, things like that. We either feel shame because we're in debt. We're not earning as much as we'd like. We might've lost our job recently. We aren't financially further ahead. We might be living paycheck to paycheck. We don't know when our next client is going to come in and things like that. So we hide our financial position, we pretend like everything's okay, and then we use our credit cards. And we keep up with our friends, we use our credit cards, and here we are racking up this debt because we're in denial about where we are at financially. And it could be as simple as you just bought a house, you didn't realize that you were going to have your mortgage payments, and land taxes or strata, which is like building maintenance fees. If you're living in an apartment building, you know, all these different things that all of a sudden, these pressures that all of a sudden come up, if you just bought a house or you just moved, or maybe you just went through a breakup and now you're living on your own and paying all of your expenses yourself, rather than splitting them with your partner. Whatever the financial situation is, everybody that I've ever met always looks back and says, I wish I was further ahead. So don't say to yourself, Oh, I wish I was further ahead. I'm in such a bad financial position that I shouldn't talk about my money situation with my new partner. It might scare them off. Literally every single person I know wishes they were further ahead. So let's just remove that, you know, negative self-talk from our psyche, because it's not healthy and it's not going to get you further ahead. So looking at the feeling of shame and embarrassment about where you're at because you haven't had any financial success recently, or you're building a business, or you've recently graduated from school and you've got big student loans and you're just getting into the workforce, whatever the reason is, wherever you are at right now is exactly where you need to be. All of the financial decisions that you've chosen to make in the last call it 10, 15 years have brought you into this place that you are in now. And this doesn't mean that this is your final destination. Okay. So you are not in your final financial destination. You are on your financial journey and communicating that openly and honestly to your partner at the early stages of a relationship, whatever that looks like to you, maybe it's two or three months in, maybe it's six months in is going to be really critical for a few reasons. Number one, you're going to build trust, transparency, and honesty about what you can afford, what you are willing to participate in financially, and what you can reasonably do financially. But it's also going to prove to your partner that you are financially responsible for where you're at. So acknowledging that, yes, you have debt to pay off. Yes, you might have a credit card balance that you don't pay in full every month. You might have outstanding student loans. You might have a car loan that you're feeling stretched about, whatever it is, you might've taken a hit in your income because of COVID or because of something else. But by communicating that the other person is going to feel so much more receptive, empathetic, compassionate. And we don't want people to feel sorry for us and have a pity party. That's not the goal here, but for them to have a clear understanding of what your picture is, is going to make it a lot less awkward when you're having the financial discussion about affordability when it comes to activities, weekends away, little holidays, things like that. So that's step one is being clear that you maybe can't afford to do all of the things that your partner wants to do. And that also gives them the opportunity without being confrontational, without being demanding or inquisitive about their financial position, but it opens up the floor to a safe space for them to then share their financial position with you should they choose to do so. Now, if they decide that they do want to share their financial history and financial situation with you, this is a really good opportunity to not go into a comparison loop about where you're at. Just because this person that you've just recently started dating either makes more money, less money, comes from a wealthy family, they might have assets like a house or an investment property or investments. That's not your responsibility, what their financial position is. All your responsibility is, is communicating openly and honestly about where you're at and what your affordability is in terms of, Participating in the relationship and what they choose to tell you is up to them. Now, they may choose to be very open with you and be very grateful that you started the conversation so that they understood where you're at. And if they then come back and say, Hey, you know what? Thank you so much for telling me this. It gives me a lot of insight into you being financially responsible with where you're at and acknowledging that you can't necessarily afford to do all of the things that I want to do. But if I invite you to do something, let's say we want to go skydiving or go on a weekend away. It's because I genuinely want to do that thing with you. And I'm happy to cover your cost for that activity, because this is what something that I want to do for us together. Similarly, with going to fancy restaurants or going out to eat or going to concerts or things like that, if they have the financial capacity and ability to invite you to do those activities, then it's okay for you to accept that and to not feel shame or guilt around not being able to afford it. People have genuine generosity that if they like somebody and they want to treat them to a concert or a fancy dinner, that they don't want their partner to feel guilty or insecure that they couldn't afford to do that activity. All they care about is that quality time and experience that you're going to hold together. So acknowledging that just because you might feel shame around your financial position doesn't mean that you can't enjoy dating somebody that is in a much different financial position to you and wants to take you out and treat you to things. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is if you're on the other end of things and you are the one that is in a position of higher wealth, higher income, higher financial status or financial history. So you are dating somebody that does not have the same income level, they might have debt, they might not be where they want to be financially, it's very important to be encouraging with them that they are taking responsibility for their financial picture and that they are open and honest with you and making it a safe place for them to tell you this without judgment, without criticism, without saying something that might be hurtful to them. Now, this is your opportunity to be clear about what your financial position is and what your expectations may be in regards to them paying for things. And your expectation might be, I don't expect them to pay for anything. I know that I make triple or three times, to- you know, tr- whatever, that's the same thing, triple, three times, uh, what your partner makes. And that's totally okay. If you're happy covering all the meals this would be an opportunity for you to share that with them so that they don't feel guilty every time the bill comes and they can't afford to pay half or they can't afford to cover it so that they feel comfortable that if you're inviting them out to a nice dinner or a concert that you've invited them and, and be clear that, Hey, this is my treat. I don't want you to feel guilty about it. This is an experience that I wanted for the two of us. And, I know that your financial position doesn't accommodate for this, but this is something that I really want to do together. It removes that sense of anxiety that the person with the lower income or the less opportune financial position is in where they're feeling like, Oh my God, I can't afford this. I really want to do it, but I can't afford it. So there is an equal communication expectation when you're coming into a relationship where it's equal person's responsibility to communicate their needs, expectations, and position so that the other person has a feeling of transparency honesty, and trust. And the earlier that you talk about this, the safer and more comfortable it will be going forward every time that you are having discussions around money and who's going to pay for things. So I highly encourage you to do this within the first couple of months of dating. It obviously depends on how much you're seeing the person who's paying for things and stuff like that, but The sooner the better in terms of talking about your financial position so that you're both clear on each other's affordability. The next step would be joining your finances. At what point do you end up joining your finances? And that's going to be a separate episode that you can watch out for. And this is when we get further along in our relationship. We decide that maybe we want to move in together and things like that. So check it out. Thanks for listening. Let me know your thoughts on this topic about who should pay for what at the start of a relationship? Is there a set in stone rule of thumb or should the responsibility be shared? And do you guys agree with me when it comes to being open and honest early in a relationship? Or do you feel that there is a sense of need for security and privacy about hiding your financial position so that you don't get taken advantage of if you are earning, you know, a good amount of money and you're dating somebody that, you know, isn't on the same level as you hiding your financial position can be just as detrimental to the relationship moving forward as somebody who is in debt, has lots of credit cards, but is making all the right moves to get themselves financially responsible. So if that's you and you are earning good money and you're starting to date and you don't want to share your financial position, I encourage you to explore that conversation. Why do you feel the sense of privacy around what you earn? Do you feel that this person is going to use you? Do you feel that they're going to take advantage of you? Do you feel that the lines of communication are not going to be clear or they might think differently of you because of what you earn? And honestly, talking about that exact fear with this person will also remove that anxiety and sense of insecurity that we have around talking about money with our partner. So I know that these conversations can be stressful. I know that they can be you know, you can hold shame around it and things like that. So if you do want to have a conversation with me about how to approach this conversation with your partner, it might be that you've been together for years, and you've never spoken about your income, you've never spoken about your asset position, and you want to get to that next step make sure to reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email, sandra at sandrajoe.com. And I would love to help you navigate this because this isn't a very important part of the new stages of a relationship. And the new stages of a relationship can literally be within the first two years. So reach out to me, send me a DM on Insta, send me an email if you'd like to chat further about this. And until next time, go make that money, honey. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.jo. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey.